You know, this is a great time of the year to actually get involved in Operation Wild Horse. If you ever see a Vietnam veteran, look them in the eye and go welcome home. Sir. I wouldn't say I take care of them. They, they kind of take care of me. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. We're asking for $22 to help Operation Wild Horse. Stay tuned to find out why that's so important. Welcome to Ink and Updates, your touch point for the flexographic industry. Stay informed about industry news and advertise your business or service to the community. Thank you for joining us, and welcome to the Ink and Updates podcast brought to you by Interactive Inks and Coatings. I'm your host, Craig Tonorella, and with me is, of course, Tom Brennan, a.k.a. Navy veteran for the day. And we are doing our Veterans Day podcast out here on location at Operation Wild Horse. Now, in the past, uh, we have done some fundraisers for Operation First Response, and this year we decided that Operation Wild Horse is uh, is a good cause, and that's what we're going to focus our attention on. Right, and the reason that's important, uh, the reason the reason we're out here is that there's $18.5 million vets in the United States, four uh, million of them have a service-orientated or service-connected disability. Right, so we definitely care about that here at Interactive Inks and Coatings. And Operation Wild Horse is a nonprofit organization for veterans and veteran families teaching care, horsemanship, and riding skills with wild Mustang horses. So horses helping veterans, helping horses. We're sitting down here with Patty Gruber. She's the organizer of Operation Wild Horse. Patty, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and this organization. We're also sitting down with Rick and Sean, a couple of veterans who benefit from this program. If you can just give us a little bit about what's going on here. Hello, my name is Patty Gruber, and I am the program director for Operation Wild Horse. Operation Wild Horse is under the heading of Veterans R&R, which is our parent organization. We are a not-for-profit based out of Bull Valley, Illinois. As the program director for Operation Wild Horse, I oversee the herd of wild mustangs that we have uh, for the program. I teach the riding lessons for the program, and I conduct the camp from 8 to 10 a.m. on Saturdays. Um, My reason for working with veterans is that one of my grandfathers was a Navy machinist on the USS Mauna Loa, and my other grandfather was in the Marines, and he was a POW. So I wanted to get started working with veterans to honor my grandfathers. Nice. Hi, I'm Rick. I've been with the program for close to about two years now. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, sergeant from 99 to 2003. I went to Operation Freedom and Iraqi Freedom. Um, I came to this program because, you know, like all veterans, we all come back with our own issues, and this place just allows us to release that and be ourselves with with the rest of our other uh, veteran friends and brothers. Uh, This program has changed me. And sisters, that's right. This program is awesome. The way it reaches out and it just touches everyone differently. So I'm happy that you guys are here with us. Uh, Sergeant Sean Lane. I was uh, active duty, 19 Delta, Cavalry Scout, uh, United States Army, best job. Uh, I was from 2010 to 2016, and uh, I found my way to Operation Wild Horse, uh, Chance Encounter, and I've been here every day since. Uh, The Chance Encounter was them raising a uh, pledge, trying to get people to sign up to raise awareness for the uh, 22 veterans a day that commit suicide, and that was September 22nd. It's November 1st now, and I've tried to show up and help the cause make strides because it really is an incredible uh, thing that these people are doing and I'm glad to be part of it. 
Excellent. Uh, Sean, what, uh, what is it you do here nowadays? You show up every day, you're taking care of the animals, you give them a quick brush down, what's the deal? I wouldn't say I take care of them. They, they kind of take care of me. Uh, nice. That's the Gunther story. Yeah, I show up in, uh, not every day, but when I feel like it, when they'll have me, which is all the time, but sometimes you don't feel like uh, leaving that dwelling you built for yourself. So I show up and I, uh, you know, put my hands to use. Real quick, whose idea was it to start Operation Wild Horse? Obviously, the heart behind, Patty, what you were saying was that you wanted to honor your grandfather, who was a POW. And uh, this is a big undertaking. Like, So I pull up here. This is a huge barn. There's uh, military flags everywhere. But maybe just tell a little story about, hey, this is what I want to do to honor Grandpa. And on day one, you're like, mm, okay, now what? How do you go from zero to this? I'm very fortunate that in my career as a dressage and Western dressage trainer, I had some success with one of my personal horses. I have a Mustang named Padre who's had a couple books written about him and what's called a Briar model made in his likeness. And I really wanted to do something to give back through my industry and make a difference. So in honor of both of my grandfathers, I went to the president of Veterans R&R, who's named Jim Welch, and I asked him if he would be willing to entertain the idea of doing an equine program with veterans. And uh, he originally said no. He didn't really think that veterans and horses went together. So I didn't... So he missed the whole cavalry part where, you know, in the army, right? Did he miss that whole thing? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, And at that time, he didn't realize the Marine Corps actually has a mounted color guard, and they ride Palomino Mustangs in their mounted color guard. Oh, how about that? So. um, Department of the Navy, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I invited Jimmy out to the barn, and uh, I gave him an experience with domestic horses, and I can't say that he enjoyed it at all. So I invited him out a second time to the barn to actually spend time with Padre and to understand why I thought Mustangs were the right horses to work with veterans. Okay. So I had Jimmy sit in the middle of the indoor arena on a mounting block, and I put Padre out in the arena with him. And Padre went from corner to the corner of the arena, and it took about half an hour for Padre to size up Jimmy to figure out if he was friend or if he was a predator. So after that half an hour and Padre looked at him from every side and decided he was okay, he went over to him and he stood next to Jimmy and he put his head down. So he united the herd together. And Jimmy was like, I don't know what just happened. And I said, well, you guys are now in a herd together. Right. You're buds now. Yeah. So I said, okay, go take your block and go sit somewhere else in the arena. And he did. And he went over and sat by a new clock that we had put up on the wall. And the walls were all white and the clock was black. So it was very easy to see that there was this new clock up there. And Padre, after being seriously offended that Jimmy picked up his chair and left when they had just become friends, went over by him and he touched the clock and he touched Jimmy and he touched the clock and touched Jimmy. And Kept going back and forth doing this, and Jimmy's finally like, I don't know what he wants. I said, well, it's a brand new clock on the wall. He wants you to show it to him, so take it off the wall and show it to him. So he did, and Padre nosed all over the clock, and in time decided everything was okay, and he stood next to Jimmy again, put his head down, and took a nap. 
And Jimmy was like, that is unbelievable. Okay, maybe there is something <laughs> right. to this. I'm, mem- I'm mesmerized right now, right? Yeah, and that was the first time that Jimmy went, okay, you know, there really is something to this, and the horses are absolutely amazing. They're naturally fight-or-flight animals. Sure. And that's what everyone's taught in their time in the military. You have to decide, are you going to stand and fight, or do you need to get out of there and save your life? So. The horses and our veterans understand each other on a level that we could never teach the horses if we didn't use wild mustangs. All right. So I actually saw you guys at a parade. Yeah. Is that something you guys do pretty often? You guys get involved in parades around here? Yes. Uh, we actually do um, in Arlington Heights. We do the Memorial Day Parade. Um, it's actually a big honor for us. Uh, we What we do is we bring a riderless horse with us. Uh, and the riderless horse is where we, we show honor to our fallen veterans. Um, by by having a horse that's not mounted, uh, putting riding boots in the stirrups in reverse, and to um, to honor the ones in, in Arlington Heights, we actually put a saddle pad on there with all the veterans' names from uh, the, embroidered into the saddle pad. All the veterans' names from the Spanish War to modern day war, and there's only 53 names that are on that uh, saddle pad. Of the killed. They were killed in action. So it's um. It's an honor. honor, Excellent. All right, so if I had to say, like, the time, do you have any specific questions before I kind of go? Well, I was just kind of wondering how uh, Rick and Patty, how how did you two meet? Uh, You know, they say if you build it, they will come. (laughs) Okay. That's true. Um, Program was just starting. It was February 22nd. And I was sitting there, you know, turning the wrench like always. And next thing you know, I get a call. I I get told by the secretary, like, there's a gentleman that would like to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe he has a question on the machinery. I walk up, and, and there's this, this older gentleman, you know, you can tell he's a Vietnam veteran. Um, and, and one thing I'm gonna, I will tell you right now, the one thing I'll, I would love to teach anyone is that if you ever see a Vietnam veteran, don't, don't say thank you for your service. Look them in the eye and go, welcome home, sir. And, and that right there will change a lot of things. You will see true emotions come out of people. So this gentleman standing there, I did the same thing. He looked me in the eyes like, so you heard you're a Marine. I'm like, yes, sir, I am. Sergeant went to went to Iraq. Well, we're, we're, we're having this program started up where we're going to have these Mustangs. Uh, we're going to do the color guard and we're going to gonna bring veterans and, and horses together, Mustangs together. And uh, have you ever ridden a horse? I'm like, actually, yes, I have. Uh, I think even before I got my license, I ridden a horse. It's like, seriously? We want you to come to this program. It, it, it's it's down the road from here. Oh, it's going to be great. And he walks out of the office without telling me where it's at. <laughs> right down the road. Yeah. Find your way. It's one of them barns with horses. Right. So it got really exciting. You know, I was like, I went home and I'm like, oh, man, you know. And, and next thing you know, I'm, I'm, getting a, uh, I'm getting messages on my phone from um, Tracy. She's um, the owner's wife of uh, the company we're at. She texts me and goes, hey, Rick, I'm, your name is getting thrown around here quite a bit. It's Horse Barn. You should come out here. They're talking about you. Look at the riders. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I, I'm like, I heard the story about it, but the gentleman that came in was so excited, he left without telling me where I was at. <laughs> and she's like, well, here it is. It's in Bull Valley. You know, I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm like, it's literally 15 minutes away from my house. And I came here. It was the first time I, I met Patty. I met uh, Jimmy. And I met a few other uh at the time, there was a few other Marines, okay. and the way the program started was was just amazing. Um, we got thrown in the center of the arena. She allowed horses to get out and just, you know, I started getting all clammed up, and I'm going to let Patty finish the rest of this little story here. She actually reminds me, makes me smile. 
So one of the first activities we do when we get a new horse into the program, or in this case, new people in the program, okay. is we have everybody sit in chairs in the indoor arena. We put helmets on them for their safety, and then we turn the horses loose with them. And we want to see who the horses gravitate to, to figure out who we're going to pair up with whom as their riding partner. So Rick had this great tough guy posture. He had his arms crossed, he had his legs crossed. So none of the horses would go anywhere near him. About, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes into it, I said, you know, hey Rick, go ahead and change your posture. Change how you're sitting. Uncross your arms, uncross your legs. And um, all of a sudden the horses were all over him. And he started grinning a little bit. And at that moment in time, I knew he was hooked. So I knew he'd be coming back again. So obviously you're bringing veterans together, you know, with horses. Where you, I mean, where are you finding the vets at? Um, pretty much anywhere and everywhere. Um, I actually like to wear my hoodie everywhere, you know, with the logo that we have, which is um, our, it's a freeze branding uh, that they do on Mustangs. Um, and people always ask me, like, is that, is that some weird thing that you got a smiley? I'm like, no, it's a branding. I Explain to them what a, a freeze brand is. It's where they, they do the uh, liquid nitrogen on a brander, and then they hold it up to the horse's neck on these mustangs. And what happens is the hair follicles lose its pigment, and it grows white. So it's not like someone's out there every month painting these horses with all these lettering. Um, and I and I explain to them, like, you know, and I do, I'll tell you what, I see them at the bars, and I see them going through the struggles, and I'm like, dude, do you want to go somewhere else and not have to drink? Or do you want to go somewhere where... where we don't have to worry about who's in the room if, if or what's going on. It's just a bunch of veterans. And most of the guys are like, dude, I'm in. And and I got to say, I, I do hear some of the, um, you know, I can relate to the demon stories that some of these veterans have um, and the battles that they have and, and, and what I had to go through also. And I can relate to them. And I tell them, you know what, you don't have to do life alone. You know, there's plenty of us that are there to be with you. I personally, you know, you see a veteran, that to me is a brother. That to me is a sister. That's that kind of weird bond that we have, you know. We're different fraternities, but you know what? We're, we got that same title right now. We're all veterans. That's awesome because really what a lot of people don't understand is that one day you're sitting there with sand all around you, and the very next day you have ice in your glass, and they just expect you to be normal, and you're not. And so... It's a, it's a tough deal. And so when you can bring veterans to a place, A, number one, I think where they feel safe, right? They got other brothers around them. Two, they can get it out, right, in a safe place. And other people understand what they're going through. And they build a special bond with the horses. Uh, that's that's just a cherry on the cake. I mean, it's a fantastic program. So Yeah, absolutely. We're honestly honored, honored to be here and sit down with you guys. We are doing this because we want to get the word out about Operation Wild Horse. So I want to make it clear to our listeners who are listening to this. If you go to interactiveinks.com and uh, right on our billboard is going to be the biggest thing. During this week leading up to Veterans Day, we're going to be doing a, a push to get some funding for Operation Wild Horse. And uh, before we go any further, I want to just ask you guys, um, let's bring some sponsors in and uh, let's get some money donated to Operation Wild Horse. And what would you guys do with it? If you guys get you know, a good infuse of money, you guys get more horses, I mean, who are you going to... The hardest part of doing an equine program is the expense that goes into it. Obviously, you have to have a facility, so it's having the monthly money to put a roof over the head of the program. 
um, and we're very fiscally responsible in how we do things. We only add horses to the program when we have a sponsor for those horses. Um, we don't go out and put the cart before the horse. And, no, no uh, pun intended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, do it the opposite way because we'd be out of business. Right. So every time that we add a horse to the program, we need to have a sponsor for that horse or a okay. group that gets together as a sponsor. It costs us $7,200 a year per horse to have a horse in this program, and that does not include any special veterinary care or sure. anything outside of the norm. Outside of that, there's the equipment that we need per horse. Um, each horse has a minimum of three blankets as we're going into the winter right now, so it's about $400 for us to get those three blankets for the horse. A halter and lead rope is about $50 altogether. And then each veteran that comes into the program needs a helmet also, and those are $40 a piece. Sure. So there's nothing about this program that's inexpensive to run. Um, but again, we're fiscally responsible, making sure that as we're growing with this program, we have everything in order um, before we grow and put ourselves out of business. So, okay. so how, many, how, how many horses do you have in the program? Currently, we have nine horses in the program. Okay. And then how... How many vets do you have in the program? I can say it depends on week to week. So because it's a free program to all veterans and active duty military, we have people that come and go from the program. You're never required to be here. Okay. Every Saturday morning for our veteran camp from 8 to 10 in the morning, we do breakfast foods and coffee, a little camaraderie, and then we go out and we do a group activity together. And we can have six people show up if the weather's absolutely horrible, or we could have 46 people show up. So it's $7,200 per horse, and then you have nine horses. And, yes. Uh, you know, I'm not really good. At, I was told there would be no math. Okay? <laughs> However, what you're telling me is that you're charging the veterans how much again? Nothing. Nothing. The program right. is all So free. this is all 100% sponsorship, 100%, hey, we need to raise money. I think that's the biggest reason I'm here is because uh, I understand how expensive it is just for one horse, and then on top of the horse you need to pay the people that are maintaining the horses the people doing all of the daily monotony that goes into it and the people doing night checks and the veterinarians and because their largest expense is probably um, outside of the veterans um, horses the mustangs is labor i think that that was my biggest draw is i could come here you know i'm medically retired so i have all this free time but i'm fit and able um, you know to a, to a point, so I I, I want to just encourage anyone listening. If you got you know free time, if you got uh, that inkling to get out and do something, but you don't know which volunteer organization will have you. I've been included and uh, praised by many organizations, but this is one that I will absolutely praise because it's all voluntary. None of it's uh, uniform. None of it is uh, mandated or strict. Uh, they're gonna take you in uh, with open arms and. And teach you all sorts of things. I learn something every day, if not two things. Um, and, and nice. Plus, and plus, I get plus I get to ride a horse, you know. And right. how you, cool if, is that? If you get a private riding lesson, you're gonna pay upwards of sixty dollars an hour. And I come here and I can shovel some, shoot around, and you know she'll let me ride a horse. And I even if I didn't do anything, even if I wanted to show up an hour a week and uh, just say hi and. You know, pat a horse on the head or sing an Elvis song. Or if I wanted to show up once a month, they would still, you know, open the gate for me, show me the ropes. So I just want to say that 
if there's anything I'm hoping for, it's more people to come lend a hand. Winter is coming, you know. It's tough here for the horses, and you see how easy it is to chip in. So you brought up a question that I kind of had. You save these Mustangs um, from whatever situation that they're currently in. How long does it take a wild Mustang to turn into a, a helper for a veteran? How long is that process to train a horse to do something like that? <laughs> That's a very funny question um, that I have a very good answer for. So uh, we actually have a Mustang here who we call Pearly, and his full name is Pearl Harbor. He's a black and white Pinto Mustang. He's four years old, and he has literally only been out of the wild for um, a year. Um, he went through a program through the Mustang Heritage Foundation called the Mustang Makeover. They go from having never been touched by a person besides to be vaccinated and get a neck tag on them um, through the process of being trained to lead and get in a trailer and be ridden. And then at the end of 90 days, they go and be part of a huge competition that he actually came through Fort Worth, Texas. And at the end of the competition, then the trainers sometimes want to buy the horses um, so there's an auction at the end of it and they can raise their paddle to try and bid for the horses. And, uh, when we were down in Fort Worth, we met Pearlie and we met his amazing trainer, Brittany, and we just knew that he was the right next horse to come to our program, even though he was only 90 days, um, from starting to interact with people. So it's just an, a really amazing, um, feat to take a wild animal who is no different than a bear or a lion or a tiger or a wolf or anything else right. and teach it, hi, wild animal, me as an apex predator, I'm going to come up to you and you have to acknowledge that I'm okay and I'm not here to kill you. And then after we've built that type of friendship, then I'm going to take a dead animal and I'm going to strap it to you in the same way that a mountain lion would jump on your back to try and kill you. And now you have to be okay with this dead animal strapped to you. And then me, as that apex predator, is going to climb on top of that dead animal, being your saddle, in the same way a mountain lion would get on top of you. And you need to be okay with that, too. That's where I get kicked. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, you're not climbing so that's, up that's, the back that's end. That's where I yeah. Yeah, Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, there's a... Yep. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. All you right. go from See, the I always side, get that mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yep. Okay. And then, um, you know, after 90 days of all of this going on, they go to this huge horse show where they're in a full-size coliseum like you would see a college basketball game in. They go through this big competition, and then they're auctioned off. So we brought Pearly back here, literally only knowing people for 90 days. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. And then we have eight other horses besides him in the program. Padre being my horse, uh, my personal horse, he was obviously the original idea for using Mustangs in the program. Um, then after Padre, I purchased a horse named Shrimp, who came through the Mustang Heritage Foundation also. Um, they had a big Mustang Million horse show. And when we wanted to get the program started, we actually leased two Mustangs from a friend of mine who's trained Mustangs. Um, their horses um, or her horses came to us for six months on a lease. And one of them is Sox, who's still with us. I keep telling her owner that she should just never ask for her back because right. um, she's our herd leader. She's the dominant mare. And she kind of keeps everybody in line, the veterans and the <laughs> other horses. She's a beautiful black mare. You got a gunny sergeant out there. Exactly. 
Um, and then we actually learned that Mustangs end up in kill pens. And what happens is if nobody bids on those horses at an auction, then they go to a kill buyer who then they um, end up down in the southern border of the U.S. They ship over um, the border to Mexico and they're slaughtered for meat, um, which is then shipped overseas. So Mustangs are protected under the Wild Horse and Burrow Act, but it's only for the first year that they are out of the wild and they're with their people. And then at the end of that first year, they can have a bevy of outcomes. Um, obviously, there's a lot of really good people who end up with Mustangs. Sure. But um, unfortunately, some people do and some people don't know that the slaughter industry is what it is. Um, and we started becoming aware of that. So the first week that we even looked at any kill pens at all, there were eight horses that were Mustangs that needed to get out of this kill pen. So we picked out one. And somebody else picked out that one before we paid for it because we didn't realize how quick it goes. And so we were looking at all the other ones and we said, you know, we don't want that one. We will take any of the other seven that are available, but we don't want that one. Um, and everybody picked all the rest of them in the time it took us to decide it. So it was down to either that one or she was shipping to slaughter. So we decided to take a chance on her and uh, her name is Peanut. And if we could have a hundred peanuts, our program would be the most successful program on the planet. Um, she's the nicest, easiest going. Anybody can get on her and go for a ride anywhere. We can put you in the middle of the Chicago Bears stadium with a football game going on, and she would meander through there like she owned the place. So it's nice to get picked last every now Yes, and then. absolutely. I always got um, picked last. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. Um, and then when the word got out that we were getting her, a veterinarian that's uh, in this area who owns Pet Care in Motion heard what we were doing. She's a horse person, and she goes, hey, I'm looking for a horse. If there's another Mustang, I'll get that one too, and we'll have another one for the program, and I'll sponsor it. So we ended up getting Ford out of a kill pen also, and he's a big brown Mustang gelding. Um, then after that, um, we took a little breather because we had to make sure we had the finances built up. Sure. Um, and then we worked with a rescue group who was rescuing Mustangs out of the kill pens and we acquired a horse named Phoenix and, um, she came from the same kill pen that, uh, Peanut came through. And then we said, okay, we're going to take a little breather again. And then an army veteran contacted us and he wasn't able to keep his Mustang anymore. And he lived in Rockford and he said, I don't know what to do you know, will you come take a look at my horse? And so we went out and we looked at the horse and he's been with us for about five months now. And his name's Ranger. And he's a beautiful, big, dark, golden Palomino gelding. Um, and then when we went down to Fort Worth, we just went down to do a little window shopping and had no intentions of buying until Pearl... Harbor yeah, you, had, you had intentions. You went down to Fort Worth, Texas. You had <laughs> intentions of buying a horse. You went down there with an empty trailer. We didn't even take okay? a trailer. And okay, nope. so when you go down with an empty trailer, you come back with a full one. No, nope. yeah. We did not even take a trailer. Okay. We did not even take a truck okay. that could haul a trailer. Uh, um, and there was just something about Pearly that we knew he was the right one. And on the way home from that program, I had made an appointment to stop and see a horse down in southern Illinois. Um, that was listed on like a Facebook page and his listing said too slow to keep up with the rest of our horses. And I said, he's perfect. 
Right. So went down and looked at right. him, and his name is Jelly, and uh, he goes by Gold Star is his um, show name. And uh, Jelly and Sean actually came to the program on the same day, and that's who Sean's paired up with. And he's a huge, um, big Palomino gelding also. So well, while I'm sitting here, I just want to you know make sure that we talk about, you know, there might be guys out there saying, well, I'm not going to get involved with that program. I don't even know how to ride a horse. So why am I going to go, right? So how do you get guys get over that, you know, that fear of, hey, you got them through the door. That's number one, right? Rick, Rick drags them in here. Okay. Under the and, right? And then they're like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything to do. So how do you go about pairing up? I mean, I think we talked just a little bit about, hey, you put guys out in the pen and do the horses pick their rider? I mean, is that how you got it set up so that, that you pair them up together? For the most part, the horses do pick their riders. Um, we look at personalities of the horses and of the people. Obviously, we're getting to know the people when they're in here. So we ask them questions when they're out there sitting with the horses. We'll say, you know, is there a horse in here that reminds you of you and why? Sure. Um, so we get to learn a lot about our veterans that way. Um, and then outside of that, there are times that, um, like Peanut, the first time Jack came out here and he was sitting there, Peanut literally went over. We probably had 30 people sitting in the arena. She went over and stood next to him the whole entire time and just stayed there until the activity was over with. And then Sean, I mean, you and Jelly arrived at the same day and, you know, it was kind of instantaneous. Yeah, I, I had never been on a horse. I turned 30 over the summer and I spent a, a lot of time around horses, um, around their, you know, cleaning out their stalls and giving them water while they were a safe distance away. So I came here and I was a little timid, but uh, the same day I showed up, Jelly was here to the barn. That is, um, you know, like I said, I did the walk before that, but when I showed up to the barn, Jelly was here and he was introducing himself to the, uh, I think it was Marty and, and Jack and Ryan. you know, and yeah, and Jack and Ryan and. Um, he let, you know, he let us uh, groom him a little bit and kind of assure him that he was going to be okay, that he was in a safe place, and I felt the same way as soon as I, you know, got into the pen, to the, in the actual bullpen with the horse. And for, for the first time, uh, you know, for first people that had never been on a horse, I'd never been on a horse, and you're going you're gonna to lose the, the tension. You're going to relax. You're going to smile. Right. You're going to, you know, ch change the way you feel, and that's important for a lot of us. We were fortunate to be part of a PBS documentary on Mustangs, and um, we got to film Sean's first ride. And I didn't know Sean really well okay. before the documentary, but we asked him, is it okay if you hold off riding for the first time until um, PBS is here? And he agreed to do it, and um, Sean has a great personality. He tells a lot of jokes. <laughs> um you know, he smiles a lot when he's around the barn, but you could tell before he got on the horse. I mean, there was no smiling. There were no laughing. There was no, you know, joking around. Right. And then as we were walking around, I want to say it was like the third or fourth lap, yeah. Rick and Jimmy were standing off to the side and you just saw like he was trying to hold back smiling. And then by the end of it, I mean, just grinning yeah. ear to ear and. Um, you know, it's just one of the amazing experiences. The female veteran that we have that rides Pearl Harbor, um, we didn't let her ride before PBS came out here either. And she's a lifelong horse person, um, had some unfortunate um, backstories with some of her personal horses. 
And um, when she swung a leg over Pearly for the first time, she made it about a quarter of a right way around the arena and she was in tears. Just that happiness um, and that feeling of being back on a horse for her. And, you know, it, she just felt like she was back where she belonged. So it, it's just really amazing to see um, how everybody connects with the horses. And, you know, sometimes it's the people picking the horses. Sometimes it's the horses picking the people. Um, Rick is a natural leader. There is no question about that. When we ask everybody to raise their hands and how many people came to the program because of Rick, 90% of them will raise their hand. And it's very interesting that Rick is our head rider, rides the lead mare. Yeah. And that just happened. Wow. Well, you don't charge the veterans, so your commission is zero. <laughs> but the treasures that you're building up in these guys' his hearts, man, is awesome. Man, for, for sure. Well, mostly in the friendships. I mean, right. I mean, this evening, you just saw what happened right. tonight. I mean, I had another friend that was supposed to be here, another fellow Marine. But instead, you know, he wasn't able to come, you know, family first. So I text Sean. Sean literally thought there was a major emergency here. And he and I needed him. And, and not knowing him for such a for such a short time. He came out here, and right. he came right out here, and even told me he's like, I, I thought I thought you'd need an emergency. He's like, and then you write cool back and a message. So I was kind of lost of what like what kind of emergency it was. <laughs> it was a cool emergency. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's talk about events. What event? So what events do you guys participate in throughout the year? I mean, if the list is too many, that you know, I mean, that's awesome, right? But so you know, what are the big key events? It's Veterans Day coming up. You know, what are you guys doing for Veterans Day? Of course, there's always a cost for everything, right? So uh, people who are listening to this, number one, if you're a vet and you're listening to this, you need to get involved in a program. You've got too many guys out there and too many girls out there that are doing bad stuff to themselves. Two, what are you guys doing this weekend? You know, this is a great time of the year to actually get involved in Operation Wild Horse. The winter months are much quieter for us. So it gives everybody an opportunity to really get into the program and figure out where they want to fit in the program. Um, you can come out and you can just hang out on the Saturdays and you never have to swing a leg over a horse. If you want to come out and swing a leg over a horse, you know, you have all winter to get it down. So that's, that's every Saturday? Every Saturday. Okay. Yep, from 8 to 10 a.m. Okay. Um, so it's the perfect time of the year for new people to come out, which is amazing. Um, Veterans Day for um, this area in McHenry County is huge and busy. And we previously had done open houses on Veterans Day, but we realized that our veterans are invited so many different places mm -hmm. on Veterans Day that it actually is better for us to let our veterans go everywhere that they want to go and see everything that everybody's doing um, to honor them. So um, we don't have anything planned for Veterans Day. We just want to really support our veterans. And knowing us as a group, we'll probably go, oh, I'm going to go here and I'm going to go here. And groups of us will show up at all these different places. Okay. So winter months for us are really training months and learning months. Um, our first event each year is the Midwest Horse Fair in Madison, Wisconsin. We were fortunate last year. We put in a, um, I guess, a bid to represent Mustangs. Um, they represent all different breeds of horses. It's like a giant horsey trade show. And um, we put in a bid to represent Mustangs and got a response back that said, hey, we want you to really feature Operation Wild Horse and what Mustangs and veterans are doing together. So we did a 10-minute presentation in their Coliseum, um, carrying the flags in on horseback. We have a beautiful musical score that was done. 
um, and a fully choreographed routine that everybody rode to. So we're lucky that they invited us back again for 2019. Um, after that, we have the Memorial Day Parade in Arlington Heights, which Rick talked about earlier, where we will have a riderless horse as well as having a full four-horse mounted color guard. We do a variety of different community events in our own community. We have the Bull Valley Oktoberfest that we do. We did McHenry County or McHenry's Fiesta Day Parade last year. I can't even begin to tell you the amount of um, events that we do for the community. Somebody will call and say, hey, we're having a um, open house. Would you bring the horses over for it and awesome. put your organization out there? We did the Harley right. Davidson dealer in Woodstock last year. Um, we do the Polish Legion summer picnic that they have, and we bring a horse out to that. Um, we've been to the VFW and stood outside when they're having presentations at night on horseback. Gosh, we've been to the bunny hop in Wakanda to do the kickoff for that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. There is no shortage of events and we're always up for new events because all it does is it gives us an opportunity to take our veterans and active duty military that are in the program out and honor them for what they have done. It, it, and it's not just honor them. It's... It's showing what the program has done. Guys have come in here, been clammed up. Wouldn't I mean? Wouldn't talk about much. Would give simple words: yes, no. Keep you know, keep looking down on the ground. And then you you invite them out to this event one time, whichever event we have. And you and they're like saying they're going like, so what do I do? And you're like, just let them know how they feel about the program. The first one's hard, but after that you start seeing them open up, and then they're talking to people, and then they're they're laughing with people, and then they're. They're seeing people walking by, and then they're stopping people. And that right there shows the progress of how relieved you are. It's how, being involved, yeah, being part of something. I mean, there's not many better things that a veteran will want to be part of. <coughs> something to help the men and women that struggle through the same things we did and still do. And uh, now there's no obligation. You don't have to do anything, but they do so many things, and you're... I told the president, I uh, told him, you know, I want the all-inclusive pass. Sign me up for anything. If you need any uh, volunteer hours, I'll put my name down there. If you need any moving of anything, just let me know. I got these hands, and they're trained well, and they just sit there and uh, twitch and, you know, wonder. Here, you don't even, you don't worry about it. You just got, you got something to do, and it's for a good cause. The best of causes. Best of causes. This winter, we will have a big open house. Okay. Um, we will let the holidays pass first, and it will probably be a January open house where nobody wants to leave their house, but maybe uh, maybe Rick will make some chili for us. And, um, and uh, we will do something fun. The best way to follow everything that we're doing is our Operation Wild Horse Facebook page. Okay. And we literally post videos of the lessons. We post videos of what we do at camp on the weekends. Um, and we post everywhere we're going to be and everything that we're going to be doing. So definitely watch the Operation Wild Horse Facebook page. And you will see when we're planning our open house when exactly it's going to be and um, the Midwest Horse Fair for us is a big fundraiser because it takes us out of our little area and we head up to Madison, Wisconsin for that. So um, we'd love to have people come out. The general public can even come out and check us out on Saturday mornings okay. and see what we do too. Yeah, awesome. There's, there hasn't been another time in our history except for World War II when more vets are coming home and on the streets right now and they don't know what to do or, they're, or, they're, or they feel out of place or they don't know how to 
Right. Or they, right. yeah, or out of place and they, or they don't know how to get back to what they can, what, what their new normal is or whatever, you know, what their deal is. And so, yeah. you know, if, if you're not going to be part of Operation Wild Horse, be part of something, get part, get, become part of an organization for veterans so that you guys can get, you guys and girls can get in the same room and, and, and work it out. And you guys who are running around with too much money in your pockets, you need to start donating to organizations like Operation Wild Horse. Get off your butts, okay, and uh, and start writing some checks. And uh, they're doing awesome work here. the 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 payment is the payment is really in the the lives that are being saved. That's the payment. The best way that was described to me by one of my, one of our riders here was uh, a veteran is like a feral animal. They get thrown. They get they get out in the wild, out being taught how to how to survive, and then after their their time is over and their tours are done, they get thrown back in society and get told here adapt. And that is you know you go ahead and take a feral cat and tell them here adapt to the house. You let me know how that goes. You let a veteran know. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Nice. Thank All you right. so much for sitting down. Awesome. With us. Awesome. This is a great. Good job. All right. You guys are two of my favorite feral cats. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you guys were impacted by the, by the stories and really the testimony that you've heard from Rick and Sean and how this program is helping out vets. And so I'm kind of wondering, how are we going to help? How can we help as a as an industry, as the Flexo industry, how can we help Operation Wild Horse and help these vets? Uh, right. So if you're just your average citizen out there, I hope you feel compelled to donate to Operation Wild Horse and get involved. If you are in the flexographic industry and if you are a customer of Interactive Inks and Coatings, what we're going to do is offer 2.2% off your next invoice when you donate $22 or more to the Operation Wild Horse Fund. And the reason, of course, we're focusing on 22 is that's how many veterans a day commit suicide. So we're trying to bring awareness to that. So how do you donate? Go to www.interactiveinks.com. Click on the Wild Horse banner. You can't miss it. And we'll have all the links that you need there the donate buttons to Operation Wild Horse, to Veterans R&R, all of it's there. So subscribe to Ink and Updates and show your support. Donate to Operation Wild Horse, $22 or more. Print or save your receipt and send it in with your next order. That's all you got to do. So we're doing this fundraiser from the 11-5, so that's Monday, November 5th, running up to Veterans Day, Monday, November 12th. So if you donate within that time and save your receipt, you'll get the 2.2% off your invoice. Now, if you are a pressman at a flexographic printer, maybe you're a, a sales rep, Maybe you have nothing to do with purchasing. You can subscribe. You can print out the receipt, and you can go hand it to your uh, to your purchasing agent and say, hey, listen, this is 2.2% off your next order if you order from Interactive Inks and Coatings. So it doesn't have to be a purchasing agent. It doesn't have to be the owner of the company. Uh, we'll give it. We'll honor it. If it's just a worker there who listens and follows the show, we'll be happy to honor that 2.2%. But you got to get it done before Veterans Day. And, yes, it is one discount per customer. So if 50 of your employees all donate $22, man, you guys are amazing, and we love you. But you only need to turn in one of those receipts to get 2.2% uh, off one of your invoices. So donate before Veterans Day, save that receipt, and turn it in with an order of your choice. And, uh, guys, we greatly appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate your support. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Make it a great day.